1: work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money, focus on your life, money don't matter or the stuff it bought, it's the way you think, not what you got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now, get your money mind right.
2: Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for stopping by. We're so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagenhalls and we will help you get your money mind right here on today's show with the following great features. This week's key in our Keys to Riches financial wellness series is no seasonal exceptions. And how awesome will it be if we can use the rules of protocol, manners, and etiquette to better our finances. Wouldn't that be cool? You will learn how to do that on today's show. Our moolah word of the day is going to be another ratio, a debt equity ratio we'll explain later on. And our trivia question is always based on a previous show. And last week's key was break the budget. So we are going to talk about trivia in the budget breaking sense. And I'm so excited. We have special guests. Andy Greenberg joining us on today's show. He is one of the most listened to men in America. And so we want to have extra time to chat with him. So we're going to forego our minutes on your money section. As always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using our proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Now, Insiders Club members are automatically entered in weekly giveaways, but wouldn't you like to win cool money management tools yourself? Absolutely. So here's how you can by answering our trivia question. Now, our trivia question is always based on a previous broadcast, and last week's show was Break the Budget. So for regular listeners, you have an edge up on the competition. But never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can stream 24-7 previous shows. So you can go back and listen to last week's show because even if the the show you listen to is not live – it's Because somebody may not have answered correctly, you can possibly win via email. So we'll talk about ways to enter in a minute. But first, this week's trivia question is, when it comes to breaking the budget, we create a healthy savings and spending plan instead. Why is it a healthy savings and spending plan? Why? Is it a healthy savings and spending plan? This is critical to your success. And it is our trivia question. So if you think you have the right answer, you can win one of three ways. You can call in to win at one 966 9420 That's 866-966-9420. Or you can hop in the chat room if you're listening live. Hi, I'm here. Come give me your right answer. Or you can send an email if you're listening to a podcast. And that email address is trivia at uywradio.com. Good luck. And I am so excited because we have such a fabulous show on tap. So please stay tuned for our Keys to Riches, our Unlock Your Wealth Protégé update with Lauren Rumpler, and our very special guest, Andy Greenberg, and Moolah Word of the Day. You're listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I'm Heather Wagenhoff. Stay tuned for more right after this.
3: Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become.
2: I'm Heather Wagenhall. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com.
4: Looking to take your game to the next level? Maybe you're restless and not sure what to do next in your life? If networking to elevate yourself, looking for inspiration, or being somewhere in between relaxing and making it happen, then the Women of Change Cruise is for you. Join a team of elite women who will take your game to the next level or help you find your game while surrounding yourself with welcoming, accepting women who will affirm, motivate, and inspire you to live your best life starting now. Space is limited. Surf over now and be a part of women just like you who refuse to settle for less and are looking to get more out of this lifetime. The Women of Change Phenomenon.
2: Leave your own mark on the world.
0: For more information about the Women of Change crews and upcoming events, please visit our website at womenofchange.org.
1: Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call
2: 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah, with your moolah word of the day. And it's moolah words this time because it is yet another phrase. And it is debt equity ratio and a debt equity ratio is a measure of a company's financial leverage debt equity ratio is equal to the long-term debt divided by common shareholder equity typically the data from the prior fiscal year which is their business year is used in that calculation Um, investing in a company with a high debt to equity ratio may be riskier because that means that they have borrowed um, more, uh, than the value of where they are. So for example, we can extrapolate this to mortgages. So your debt to equity ratio or loan to value would be if your value is worth a hundred thousand dollars and you have an $80,000 loan on it, that is a pretty high debt to equity ratio. Okay. So if the value is a hundred grand, but you owe 80, That's your ratio. So similarly, a business that has borrowed a lot to do business versus what they're worth can be riskier than ones with low debt-to-equity ratio. Uh, So that's it for your moolah word. I am so excited about today's guest because speaking of Andy Greenberg, as he has so eloquently marketed himself, Andy is one of the most listened-to speakers in the United States as a result of his national Your Daily High with Andy Greenberg motivational vignettes that are heard regularly by millions of listeners on hundreds of radio stations across America. His book Your High is also very popular and looks like it's going to be released in a movie. He is going to be joining us today, and I must also tell you... uh, that now that he's been on the show, we are actually going to be carrying his little short form programming on the Unlock Your Wealth radio show because it's so insightful and it takes you to another place and we get so much crappy news out there that isn't it great if we can have just a nice little snippet of something great that makes us think, yeah, you know, that ain't so bad. So uh, let's meet Andy Greenberg. Welcome to the show, Andy. It's so good to have you. Well,
5: I'm thrilled that we're able to get together, and I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about and uh, what your listeners are going to learn from uh, time together.
2: Oh, I know, because you are a wealth of information. What I want to talk about first is let's talk about your uh, your updates. You have a program that airs nationwide. It's a short-form program And it's syndicated all over the U.S., millions of people listen to you, hence your moniker that you are the most listened to public speaker out there. And you really help uplift and motivate people with your show, will you tell us a little bit about it?
5: Certainly, it's called Your Daily High with Andy Greenberg. And it's been on the air nationally for two years already. And what it talks about is taking everyday objects, everyday events, and turning them into motivational and inspirational opportunities. Now, it's not like everybody's heard in the past, you've got to believe, you gotta have an attitude, you have to have action, you've got to keep your head up, you gotta think positive. Everybody's heard that. And if you hear something too often, all of a sudden it loses its, its impact. So what I've been able to do is to create. So far, over 600 motivational vignettes based on everyday events. And if you'd like, I'd be more than happy to share to share one with you.
2: Yes, because I've listened to them. And for listeners who are not aware, we are going to actually be carrying them on our show here forward. So share one or two with us, would you please?
5: Absolutely. And for example, when you go to the restaurant on a Saturday or Sunday morning, and you see on the menu three eggs any style. What kind of eggs do you normally like?
2: Well, I actually do egg whites only, and it's not for any other reason, but I don't like runny yolks.
5: Okay, so you have egg whites only, but do you have them in the scrambled form, an omelet form? How do you have the egg whites?
2: Oh, you know, it depends on what I'm feeling like that day. Some days I will get them just fried, just poured in the pan and fry it. Sometimes I'll get them scrambled with cheese or go for, like, an omelet with all kinds of extra goodies in it also.
5: Excellent. So let me ask this question. When you're having a, a challenge figuring out what you want, have you ever considered ordering two fried and one scrambled? No. <laughs>
2: but I'm always perplexed.
5: Yeah, you're missing an opportunity that's right in front of you that will allow you to add flavor and variety to your life. Why? Because the menu says three eggs, any style. It doesn't say three eggs, same style. But when you read that menu, you read it like you were conditioned and influenced, and you take it literally just based on what you've learned, everything in the past. Now, the same thing with life add business. Sometimes there's an opportunity that's right in front of you and you decode it the way you've been conditioned to, the way you've been influenced to, and then all of a sudden you walk away from it or you don't take full advantage of it because you're looking at it literally and not for what it really means and how it can impact your life. So from now on, I'd like everybody who's listening, and you too, Heather, to the next time you go to a restaurant, order three eggs, any style meaning two of one and one of the other, or three of anything, so that the next time you take a look at an opportunity in life, you also get to look at it differently so that you can take full advantage of adding flavor, variety, and opportunity. See how you can take one thing and really turn it into something motivational and inspirational?
2: I know, and who would have thought of something so mundane as breakfast could be motivational and inspirational? And I'm already getting excited because I was thinking, you know, I like hard-boiled eggs, too, because I can throw away the yolk easier. So I could get one hard-boiled, one fried, and one scrambled with some cheese.
5: Yes, and something else. Now, where you live and actually throughout the United States, how many of us are familiar with traffic jams? You know, what traffic jams have a...
2: Oh, well, Arizona, and and I was born and raised here, so Arizona is just, um, it's always been like a traffic jam because we always have construction. So it's not necessarily we have too many people. It's just that we have too many pylons to drive around.
5: Sure. So let me answer this question. You're on your way to a friend's house, to a business appointment, to a social engagement, whatever, and you're driving all of a sudden. There it is, that traffic jam. And you get a little bit upset. Because you know that there's going to be a delay that you have absolutely no control over. An obstacle has been placed in front of you. Now, here's the question. When that obstacle is there and that traffic jam is there and you're not moving, how many times do you say to yourself the following, you know what, I'm not putting up with this anymore. I'm finding the next exit. I'm driving back home. I'm going back into bed. I'm going to roll up in a cocoon and I'm going to give up. Now, how often have you really done that when a traffic jam has happened to you?
2: Uh, Well, never.
5: Never. But you know what happens sometimes in life? You have a destination. You have a goal. There's something that you want to achieve. And then all of a sudden, there's an obstacle that's placed right in front of you. That makes you the victim of something you simply can't control. Many of us say the moment that obstacle is there, you know what? I give up. That destination is not for me. I'm going to go back home. I'm going to give up. I'm going to roll up in a cocoon, go back to sleep from whence I came. We don't do that, but we don't do it with traffic jams. So the lesson that each and every one of us has to learn, no matter what our destination in life is, no matter what our goal in life is, yes, there's going to be obstacles, but don't turn away from it. Just stand there. Allow it to dissipate. Move through it. Find a different way, but never, ever give up from where you're intended to go based on destiny and based on your plan of life. That's the lesson of the traffic jam.
2: I like that lesson. If I can embellish on your lesson, I can always predict when I'm going to hit a traffic jam, and then it's always when I'm leaving late for an appointment (laughs) because I never seem to find them if I'm on time.
5: Sure, sure, absolutely. Of course, the lesson there is just to always be on time, and then you can eliminate an obstacle that you actually place in front of you, or, for that matter, self-prophesize. Exactly. Because what you is you have self-prophesized a negative event in your life. And when somebody does that, then what happens? They defer or they just say, hey, I'm not going to do it because I already know it's going to be bad. And you can't do that. You can make one of two adjustments. A, leave the house on time. Or even more important than that, don't even think about the traffic jam because once you think about it, once you visualize it, it will happen. But I have another challenge for you, and that is when you are late, never think of the fact that you're going to hit traffic. Think of it as smooth sailing. And I will tell you that many times, not all the time, when you predict that it will be smooth sailing in life and in traffic, you'd be surprised how often that will occur. Because we are the ones that are in control of our thoughts. We are the ones that are in control of our destiny. We are the ones that are are in control either proactively or reactively as to what happens to us in life.
2: Okay, so you just made me think of a book I read years ago. And it became one of my all-time favorite go-to books, and it was my uh, sharpen the saw for a while uh, when I was getting tired of reading Atlas Shrugged as my sharpen the saw, and that was the road less traveled by M. Scott Peck. Are you familiar with the book?
5: I am not familiar with it, but if I was to ask you what, what highlight was or is for you, what is
2: it? Well, it's in the opening sentence. He's got a, it. He wrote a trilogy. He has since passed, which is unfortunate. But he he wrote this trilogy, and in the first sentence of the first chapter, he says, life is difficult. Once you stop expecting life to be easy and accept that life is difficult, you'll be able to move through it. Problems become challenges that you can overcome, and you, you look forward to tackling those things that get in your way as opposed to dreading them. What are your thoughts?
5: Yes, I'm going to add to that, actually, and here's what I'm going to add. And I'm going to take what he just said and turn it into a, a, a better summary, if I may. And here it comes. Life is simple once you understand the complexities.
2: There you go. See, the second and book, Further Along the Road Less Traveled, starts with Life is Complex.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'll take it, but I'm going to turn it more into a positive because the minute somebody says life is complex, what happens to the psyche? The psyche agrees about life is complex and all of a sudden it becomes. But when you start by saying life is simple, wait a minute, that's a little bit different than what we normally hear. You want to understand how it's simple because that is counterintuitive from everything else we've learned. So then we say life is simple once you understand the complexities. And that makes sense.
2: Yes. Yes, it does. And I have a whole bunch more questions for you, and I'm going to ask them after we take a short break. You are listening to Andy Greenberg on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more after this.
3: Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars.
2: I'm Heather Wagonhals. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit
4: crackingyourmoneycode.com. Looking to take your game to the next level? Maybe you're restless and not sure what to do next in your life? If networking to elevate yourself, looking for inspiration, or being somewhere in between relaxing and making it happen, then the Women of Change Cruise is for you. Join a team of elite women who will take your game to the next level or help you find your game while surrounding yourself with welcoming, accepting women who will affirm, motivate, and inspire you to live your best life starting now. Space is limited. Surf over now and be a part of women just like you who refuse to settle for less and are looking to get more out of this lifetime.
2: The Women of Change Phenomenon. Leave your own mark on the world.
0: For more information about the Women of Change crews and upcoming events, please visit our website at womenofchange.org.
1: Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit greenbacktitleloans.com or call 480-926-6666.
2: Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhals, and I am joined by uh, the most listened-to public speaker in America, and that would be Andy Greenberg. And we were having a lovely conversation before the break about motivation and attention. And Andy, as I was thinking over the... The break, you know, my book is called "Cracking Your Money Code," and it's all about decoding the things that are kind of right there in front of us, but maybe we don't see it um, as, as obvious, or because we're looking for something else. You know, maybe we're looking for the roadblocks in life. We're missing opportunities, like you said in the first segment. Um, how can we begin to decode? these these opportunities that we're missing to keep us motivated and engaged in, in the game?
5: It all starts with paying attention to the signals we get from life, and we always get them. Now, earlier we talked about life is simple once you understand the complexities, and sometimes a message is given to us, but there's a lot of noise in there first. We have to focus very carefully on what the intended message is, just like the three A's. So with that being said, Heather, I'd like to ask you a question. It does require some listening skills, and all the listeners can follow along. And let me know when you're ready, because I've got a a, a quick uh, math question for you that will bring you back into the days of the third grade. Are you ready?
2: Uh, Well, should I be standing up or sitting down for this?
5: Uh, You should be sitting down as you normally would in a classroom.
2: Okay. All right, yes. A math is my forte, so I'm ready to go.
5: Here we go. Here it is. If there are five bottles of coconut water, I take away one bottle of coconut water, many so bottles do I have? One. One. Exactly correct. Most people will say the following. Oh, that's an easy question. You've got four. But if we listen to it carefully, and I'll do it a little bit slower. And by the way, the reason I did it fast is because we can never control the way other people talk or the way we get messages about life. So here's exactly what I said in a little bit slower motion. If there are five bottles of Coke on the floor and I take away one bottle of Coke, how many bottles of Coke do I have? And, of course, the answer is one. Now, earlier I said, let's take everybody back into third grade. I did that intentionally because there you're influenced in your mind the way things were when you were in third grade because what the teacher said was, how many do you have left? Most of us in our mind use the word less and answer the question for. Heather, of course, is beyond normal. Sure she got
2: <laughs> well, I've got an edge on the competition because I'm a, in addition to being an audiobook narrator, I am also a voracious audiobook reader and I don't listen to it at the normal speed. I do it on three times the speed because it's like speed reading for your ears. So, <laughs> Well, so I had an edge up did. on the competition, but let's see if I fare as well. Do so you got another one? I'm ready for another one.
5: I do, and I was going to say, because you got the first one right, you have now graduated to the finals.
2: Uh, oh. And
5: are you ready? And again, I want to make sure all our listeners are ready, and here it comes. Okay. The three-quarters of the course a and a half. How much is the way
2: of the way? So, so, Okay. So that that you actually, you know, I think you broke the world record for speed rating. So do that one again. <laughs>
5: Yeah. One more time. Okay, but uh here it goes. Three quarters of pound of bread costs a penny and a half much is a fine butter weight. Uh,
2: uh uh Okay a penny in, in one in and one and three quarters penny? Uh, two cents. Nope, 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 time's up. I'm
5: gonna do it one more time. And but you know what, I'm gonna do it just a little bit slower. Yes, I'm good <laughs> at
2: these brain games. That's
5: not fair. If three quarters of a pound of bread costs a penny and a half, how much is a pound of butterweight?
2: If three quarters of a pound of bread
5: costs a penny and a half. Costs a
2: penny and a half.
5: How much is a pound of butterweight?
2: Um, well, oh my God. Okay. So it weighs a pound.
5: Exactly correct. One pound. Okay. Maybe.
2: So I was focusing on the math and the money and That's that wasn't right. even the question you asked me.
5: That's right. I did not ask you that. And that's the lesson that we want to learn. And that is when life presents an opportunity, we've got to decode it the way the message is given to us. Because in life, believe it or not, there are always answers. All we have to do is pay attention to them. We have to get rid of the noise that surrounds it, just like the three eggs any style, and decode it for what it means for us, for what it means for us personally. And when we do that, we become better listeners, we become better responders, not only that, we begin to understand what the path in front of us is like, and we get to go there, and we get to enjoy it. And that's the whole key to decoding. Truly, really, really quite a simple, not complex, as we just learned.
2: Well, yes, it, and Here's a question that I have, though, as I'm thinking about this. And, and so I'm trying to be an effective listener and I'm trying to listen, you know, because my brain is still actually busy being upset that I didn't get that right <laughs> the first time because I'm so good at that. I'm so good at it. You could even, you know, what does crocheting have to do with? um, audio production, you would say typically nothing. However, I impressed Michael today by re- rewiring the, this the stretchy cord that hangs the microphone thing. And he goes, I think you can do this. And of course I could, because he's like, but if you don't want to, if it looks too complicated, that's okay. But I'm all into the little brain games and stuff, but I crocheted. So I had to just, you know, reloop this thing together to make the microphone hang on that microphone stand. And, uh, so what do we do when we, we want to have this clarity? We want to listen better, but like what kind of steps can we take to, to actually decode? So I'm paying attention, but I mean, even when I paid attention to the second time you said it, I still didn't get the question. I still was trying to answer it with the money answer. So how do I, like, what kind of a step can I take? So first got to listen effectively, but then what do I do? What if I still am not clear?
5: If you're not clear on something, the way to do it, and you actually started doing it, remember the process you used? You, when I did it slower the second time, you broke it down into the three different categories, and then you finally realized what the answer was. And that is the same thing in listening skills. Even if you only hear it once, you still have the opportunity to repeat it in your mind, break it down into its segments as compared to its whole. Because remember, we used to learn that the sum is equal to the total of its parts. So you've got to listen to the parts and then separate out the important thing. The other very, very important part of that is to realize that, yes, you do have the capability of doing that. Every one of us does. And all we have to do is get rid of our mind. I make it sound simple because it is. All we have to do is get out of our mind the fact that we can't do it. All we have to do is get out of our mind the following. Many times we say to ourselves, well, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. And there are so many books written on this whole thing about I can't, can't, can't. You know what? As far as I'm concerned, the only way to overcome I can't do it is to say the following to yourself. I just haven't done it yet. doesn't mean you can't do it. I just haven't done it yet. And now is the time for me to do it. So with that being said, you now have learned basically on two different uh, simple things that I guarantee you the next time you see something or hear something, you're going to say to yourself, you know what? I decoded it twice. Yeah, I had a little bit of experience curve. That's okay. I've now convinced myself that I'm certainly capable of doing it. So you know what, life? Throw it at me. Show it to me. I'm there. Not only am I going to decode what you have to show me, I'm going to take advantage of it. I'm going to grasp it. I'm going to make it part of me, and I'm going to allow this opportunity to make me a better person. And all you have to do instead of saying, I can't do it, to just say, I haven't done it yet, right now is what I'm going to do it.
2: I like that. I like that. So now as I'm putting this together in my head and I'm sequencing you know, the ability to decode effectively, so... Uh, I broke it down into smaller chunks. Now, is it okay if I'm still experiencing a level of confusion that, you know, and because, you know, we know that words mean things, but words only mean things to the extent we give them a particular meaning. And I think of, uh, I think of the word bum. Okay. So when, you know, I talk to you and, you know, you're, You've been in America for a while. You know, what would you define a bum as?
5: I would define a bum as an individual who does not take advantage of the potential that they've been given and that the potential that the world gives them.
2: Okay. So if you were in Australia underneath the equator on the flip side of things and you use that word, you would be referencing a part of a a woman's anatomy. It's a slang term for a woman's anatomy.
5: I did not know that, and I dare not ask what part of the anatomy it represents.
2: <laughs> um, they, they have a lot of animal references too. <laughs> I'll just okay. leave it at that, since this is a family show. Uh, meow. Right. <laughs> but uh, so you know, if if you have one definition of the word, say love or marriage or money, and I have another definition, and I've broken it down, and I'm asking for clarification. Uh, Or I'm sure uh, I want to ask for clarification because I feel like I'm still not connecting with you. How do I go about, you know, asking for more clarification Or, or should I even do that or should I be able to decode it without that?
5: You should. However, I'm going to suggest that if you and I have met for the first time and I'm able to detect and decode your heritage, your background, your country of origin or your country of living now, based on an accent, because we, of course, in America, do we speak with an accent? The answer is yes to the Australians, we do. So if I hear an Australian with an accent, I've got to say, okay, fine, there are probably words in their culture, that probably there are, there are words in their culture that we all have different meanings on. So, yes, I've got to be extremely delicate and careful, here it comes, to decode the way you receive messages. So that's my burden. So if I'm saying something to you and you are from Australia or any other country or any other heritage or background, it's important for me to understand that in advance and then make the necessary adjustments to make sure I communicate the way you receive the communication.
2: So so is it is it okay if I'm struggling with the decoding process to ask you for help in decoding oh, your message?
5: Well, oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, there have been so many studies done that an individual's psyche actually improves when they help someone. They've done so many studies on charity and assistance and all the endorphins and chemicals I can't even begin to pronounce. Lord knows I can't spell them yet. But every time something is done positively, when you help somebody, it actually keeps you healthier. So if you ask me for something because I was unclear... And you need a clarification, and I helped you not only understand the sentence, but how to use it to better your life. I become a better person, both physically and mentally, because i helps helped someone.
2: Wow.
4: That's
5: one, great, that's one of the greatest connections to have.
2: Oh, great. So, you know, asking for help is healthy. So, as I'm saying this to the man sitting next to me and to the other male listeners who don't want to ask for directions, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 you can... You can actually help somebody else get healthy by just asking them to explain things. That's awesome.
5: Oh, sure. And for all the men out there who are afraid to ask directions, I'm assuming most of us have GPS trackers now, but for those that don't, um, you can actually go to a stranger and say, hey, I'd like you to help me become a better person. Therefore, I need to ask you something, and I'm going to help you become a better person because you're going to be able to help me out. Now, that's all in chest, of course, but the end result is it's exactly the same. If we're going to ask somebody for directions, that's absolutely the right thing to do. Why run around the world lost? And by the way, if we are afraid to ask directions from someone, that's okay. We're allowed to show our vulnerabilities. We're allowed to show that we're not the strong, macho individuals that society demands that we role play that we are. There's nothing wrong with going from one male to another or a male to a female asking for directions. Because if we are so afraid of asking for directions on a path we're traveling by car or some mode of transportation, how much more afraid are we going to ask for directions on how to navigate through life? Once we learn one, the other one becomes easy.
2: Well, I just think of the limitless possibilities. And, you know, I think that this is a, you know, this is probably a groundbreaking moment for men in America if they're listening to this show, because now they're going to have permission to go get healthy and make other people healthy. And I find a tremendous amount of power in vulnerability. Um, and it makes other, and en- I think it engenders other people to you when you can reveal yourself in that way. So I think that that's super awesome. Now, can we talk for a second about your book? Because, you know, I'm having so much fun, but we still got the rest of the show to get done. So can you tell us about what your book is about?
5: Yes, my book is called Your High. Now, notice it is a direct connection to my radio show, Your Daily High, although I took out the word daily. And Your High is a collection of 80 of the top vignettes that are heard by millions around the country every day on hundreds of radio stations. And they include the one we talked about earlier, the egg, they include the one about traffic jams, they also include what is the purpose of life, and they also talk about how a regular pen can actually help you understand a life better. And you know, it also talks about something called a layaway plan, you know, when you go to a department store and you don't have the funds up front, you pay a little bit in advance until you save up enough money, that's the same thing that life provides us. You don't get the instant gratification. You've got to continuously pay up front-like education, and when it's all done, you get it back. So it's got 80, 80 of these vignettes, and I'd like to share one other one with with you if if we've got the time.
2: Absolutely. I'll make the time for you.
5: And thank you. And that has to do with the whole thing of the way we wake up in the morning. It is the worst thing in the world. Tell me, if you would, Heather, what instrument you use that's on your desktop or on your night table – that awakens you, what do you call that? My alarm? Yeah, isn't that a horrible thing? You wake up every morning alarmed, because we're preconditioned, my alarm clock is going off, which means we know in life there are a lot of things that are alarming. I hate that word, because what the instrument really is or should be called, it's your morning wake-up call. Which, got, which has a whole different psychological connotation. You're not alarmed about the day. You're not alarmed what's going to be happening. As a matter of fact, you've been given a gift, and that is the gift of life. And you only get the gift of life when you wake up and you get that wake-up call. So it's not an alarming moment. It's not something that you pound on the insert and say, keep quiet, I want to go back to bed, leave me alone. can't do that because it's a wake-up call. It says, you've been granted another day in life. You've been granted a day to wake up. You've been granted a day to grow up. You've been granted a day to excel. You've been granted a day to help others. And you've been granted a day that's full of fulfillment and full of enrichment. And if we do that every time we get a wake-up call every morning, which, by the way, I do, can you imagine the psyche that will impact our body and our mind the moment we put our feet on the floor?
2: Out well, I'm already feeling more empowered just by the whole thought of having, you know, a wake-up call and an yeah. empowerment clock as opposed to sure. an alarm clock.
5: Yeah, and uh, the book could be purchased, incidentally, on uh, Amazon. It could be purchased on uh, Books a Million and just about every other website, including uh, Tate Publishing.
2: And where's the radio show if we want to go and listen to your updates and we're outside of the Unlock Your Wealth program?
5: Interesting. I know you're going to be having the segments on there for your listeners, and that's important because the radio show, I have no control over what channels there are or radio stations, I should say, or what time they're on. So unless someone wants to listen 24-7, it'll be spotty. But on the other hand, That's one of the reasons why I'm sure your listeners and your website visitors are going to be extremely grateful that they're going to be able to listen to these vignettes uh, on your website at their convenience.
2: Yes, every morning at 8, so it'll be an easy way to remember it. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Andy. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here, where you can visit Andy's show page for this week's show and get all the linky links to his good stuff. Stay tuned, because we have so much more in store. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio with Heather Wagonhals, and we'll be right back after this.
3: Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars.
2: I'm Heather Wagonhals. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com.
4: Looking to take your game to the next level? Maybe you're restless and not sure what to do next in your life? If networking to elevate yourself, looking for inspiration, or being somewhere in between relaxing and making it happen, then the Women of Change Cruise is for you. Join a team of elite women who will take your game to the next level or help you find your game while surrounding yourself with welcoming, accepting women who will affirm, motivate, and inspire you to live your best life starting now. Space is limited. Surf over now and be a part of women just like you who refuse to settle for less and are looking
2: to get more out of this lifetime. The Women of Change Phenomenon. Leave your
1: own mark on the world.
0: For more information about the Women of Change crews and upcoming events, please visit our website at womenofchange.org.
1: Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call
2: 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Halls, and it is that time again for our keys to riches, and uh, it is also time to check in with our Unlock Your Wealth protege, Lauren Rumpler. Lauren, welcome to the broadcast.
6: Thank you for having me, Heather. It's great to be here again.
2: I am so glad you're back, and I uh, I wanted to check in with you because uh, we were exploring our emotions the last time we chatted. And now we have taken the time to break our budget and create a healthy savings and spending plan. So before you were introduced to that concept, when you thought about money and budgeting, how did it work out for you?
6: Um, I didn't really think about money and budgeting before I started working with you, Heather, before I met you. Uh, You were really the inspiration for me to start thinking about long-term financial goals.
2: Okay. And so if you can imagine, what what were you doing um, day-to-day or week-to-week with your money before you got involved with the radio program?
6: I I had a very short-term look at my financial situation. It was very month-to-month with paying rent and other such things. It's easier now to think long-term now that I have a degree and I'm able to use my degree to get higher-paying jobs. But before, it was a little difficult because of um, the amount of money that you can earn without a degree. Okay.
2: Okay. So, when you think in terms of your finances, uh, I know that we've briefly talked about your credit, po- your credit profile, and your um, you're very astute when it comes to credit management. Um, can you tell us a little bit about you know what you think of credit and and how you manage debt or if you even have debt?
6: Well. Um, I have a very good credit score, um, which is great, (laughs) and um, as for my use of credit, um, I normally use my credit card once a month to buy gas, um, and that's about it.
2: And now, do you carry that as a balance, or do you pay it off within the grace period?
6: I pay it, I always pay it off within the grace period. I always make sure that I put the money aside that I use to buy the gas um, that day and, um, and wait to pay it off when I get the bill. Okay. So I've never had an issue with that, thank goodness.
2: That's pretty amazing because most young people – Um, Well, and there's a lot of old people, too, that aren't that disciplined because then something else comes up and uh, or they're at a place that doesn't take that particular credit card. And then they kind of just wind up frivoling away the cash because they never actually get to make the payment. So that's pretty good from a money management perspective. You should applaud yourself for that. Uh, What is it that drives that behavior to be disciplined about that?
6: Um, I had seen friends of mine go into credit card debt, uh, from shopping or just other, other things. Um, and I never wanted that to be me because I saw the level of stress that they had to deal with. And I was already stressed out enough about schoolwork and graduation and what I was going to do after graduation. I didn't need the added stress of credit card debt. Um, and I didn't want that weighing on my future and making it difficult for me to get a loan for house if I wanted one.
2: Yeah, that's, God, I just, I have to say that that is super amazing for someone at your age and experience because, um, you know, at least what that says to me is that, you're not shopping for self-esteem. You already have self-esteem. And that's usually what drives a lot of that, you know, the um, competition for keeping up with the Joneses and that sort of stuff. It's looking for some sort of acceptance um, or some sort of worth outside of yourself. And so uh, to be at your age and not be driven by that um, consumerism and, and that emotion that most young women and young men go through in, at this stage of their lives is, is pretty commendable. So you should be proud of yourself for that. So, Thank you. So when you think about um, the budgeting that you do, um, do you have um, a certain amount of money in mind that you think, okay, I'm going to only spend this much or I'm only going to spend that much?
6: Um, no, I, I normally don't think about that. Um, I try and think about that at the beginning of each month and think about the kind of things that I'm going to need to spend money on, uh, during the month, uh, and put that money aside. And then the rest of the money, um, I make value judgments as I see them.
2: Okay. Now, would you say you're a saver and an investor at this point in your life or have you just, uh, not gotten around to that yet?
6: Um, I would love to get into investing. Um, no, I have not gotten there yet. Uh, I'm definitely reading a lot of books about investing and learning about investing, which I think is much more important than investing itself, is knowing what to do when you are able to invest.
2: Right. And so do you know, um, or I should say, do you remember what those first steps are to get ready to invest?
6: Um, Well, I know that definitely the first one is being in the right financial situation to invest. I know that you need to be in a situation where the money that you invest is extra money and it's not money that you need for something. Never put in money that you need.
2: Yes, but uh, uh, you're partway right. Uh, We have to remember that the way people typically set up their budgets, and this is why we break them, is that they get into this mindset that they um, need to pay all their bills first and then save money, but we do things differently. And this is why we call it a healthy savings and spending plan because, you know, David Bach says in his book, Finish Rich, is that you need to pay yourself first. You know, that's a richest man in Babylon concept. He says you need to work the first two hours, at least one, but work the first hour or two of every day for you. So, let's just take a round number. For example, if you make 10 bucks an hour, okay? Then and you work an 8-hour day, that first hour, that first 10 bucks, that's yours. And then you can divvy that up along all of your different investments. Um, you know, and but you got to start the savings part first in order to prepare yourself for investing in it. and it starts with being disciplined to set that money aside. And it's not an either-or type of situation is what we need to do is we need to save first and learn to live on the rest, okay? And so if we, you know, if we earn a 100% and we set aside 10, how hard is it truly to live off of
6: 90%? Oh, I wouldn't say that difficult at all.
2: Okay, so then we can probably come up with a commitment going forward that today you are going to start saving so is that absolutely you'll you'll make a commitment to start saving so cuz that's the first step in preparing yourself for investing cuz you got to have something to invest so in order to get there we got to save first
6: i agree entirely
2: Okay, so I want you to state it explicitly because once you state it and your brain hears it, then you'll start to know it to be true, and you can put it on your affirmation list and just say, you know, I commit to saving money for investments.
6: I commit to saving money for investments.
2: Outstanding. So now we have an accountability that in a future coaching session we can see how far you have come in your savings. Because now that you made a commitment to do it, it's not a promise, it's not a, a resolution at a particular time of year. You made a commitment to do it. So I know that you're gonna do it. Because once, you know, we'll try to do things. But try is just like my sorry excuse for um failing. So I'm gonna make like I'm pretending to put forth an effort. So we try. And and do something or we say we're going to do it, but we allow things to interrupt our flow. But when we make a commitment, it's something deep down inside and that we firmly believe it and we express it with conviction. So I want you to say that again and I want you to say it again with conviction. I commit to saving for investments.
6: I commit to saving for investments.
2: Okay, great. And so starting now. You're going to do that, correct? Absolutely. Okay. And today's key is really going to help you out tremendously because this key is going to keep you from falling off the wagon, and that is no seasonal exceptions. And this is the one where most people that get started on a savings plan get interrupted And it's because they make seasonal exceptions. But we are going to use the rules of good breeding manners and etiquette to get us over that hump. Now, we do that with our Keys to Riches. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks so much for stopping by. We hope you are enjoying and gaining value out of our show. The Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, Save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one key at a time, one week at a time here at Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And our no seasonal exceptions key is so important because we just worked so hard to create this healthy savings and spending plan. We just broke our budget forever and we got rid of it. And now we're doing our healthy savings and spending plan. And here comes the justifications for going off track. And we don't want to go off track. But it is so easy with holidays, special events, and graduations, commemorations, birthdays, anything auspicious. That's an excuse for us to spend. And So many of us decide that we want to um, uh, do something significant for someone and our finances don't quite allow it. So, well, we just make a little justification for putting it on the credit card and we don't pay it off at the end of the month and that sort of thing. And that's where we get into trouble. So we have to make a commitment for no seasonal exceptions because there's more to this than what meets the eye. You know, uh, birthdays happen on the same day every year and so if it's a family member that you're celebrating it's no surprise when that birthday comes up the same thing is with christmas okay it happens the same day each and every year it's on the 25th so it's not like we can't figure it out it's not like you know mother nature's playing games with us and she's gonna hide christmas for a while and you have to figure it out oh here it comes in july No, it's not like that. So we have plenty of time. So we have to look beyond what it is that's driving our behaviors, that's making us not save, and then splurge. Why aren't we preparing for these things that we know? It's like graduation, okay? Graduation, you have 18 years to get ready. If you have a super smarty pants, maybe 16 or 17 years because your kid graduates early. But you have all that time to prepare and To not be prepared is a behavior issue. It's not just a value judgment because remember, all of our behaviors are subconscious. So there's a reason why we're deferring and delaying saving for these types of events. And then we have to go overboard and it creates all this stuff. And what we know about behavior is even destructive behavior has a positive intent and purpose, even if its outcome is less than desired. So we have to look about that, look at that first. And then we have to also think about the flip side of seasonal exceptions. Reciprocity, okay? Reciprocity is not a necessity. And manners and good breeding are what teach us this. So we have to remember when it comes to receiving and gift giving, because there's two sides of this coin, okay? So if you think about somebody who is genuinely interested in giving you something, okay, not for surreptitious purposes, but genuinely interested in giving you something. It's about them. That's why it's called gift giving and not gift receiving, because it's about the giver. And people give for a variety of reasons. So let's say you got a big promotion or earned some accolade, okay, and somebody wants to give you something to honor or commemorate that event, okay, they might give you something, like let's say your um Uh, a boating enthusiast, for example, and they go out and they buy a book about boating because they know it's your favorite thing and they want to enhance your experience and they want to be able to add to that. Maybe they're not a boating fan. Maybe they don't know anything about boating or they're terrified of water, but they want to support and enhance your experience instead. And so that's another reason why people give gifts. They also give gifts because they want to be remembered, you know, that, uh, um, Aunt, Aunt, uh, uh, what's uh, Aunt Gertrude? You know, or is that even a name anymore? Aunt, Aunt B. Aunt B, Aunt B, Aunt Gertie, you know. Um, and they knit you that totally heinous sweater that you only wear when you know she's coming around so she thinks you're getting value out of it. But every time you look at it, guess what? Even if it's heinous and it totally goes with nothing in your wardrobe, it doesn't even go with the jeans that you wear that you are remembering her. And that's why people give gifts. Now, there are other reasons that people give gifts. Uh, they give to get. They give to impress. We're not talking about those types of gift givings. And if that's the reason why you're giving, you need to reevaluate it, especially if you're going in debt to do that. Because, you know, it's... um If your boss does something nice to you or somebody that has a different and higher level of current financial status than you do right now gives you something that's expensive in your mind or ostentatious in your mind, your reason for rejecting it isn't because uh, that it's too much money. It's because you don't feel worthy of it, which is a whole nother show we could talk about. But that has to do with your worthiness. Okay. And they felt you were worth it. That's why they're doing it. And they watch you drive up to work every day in your pinto. Okay. So they obviously would not expect you to reciprocate tit for tat. It's not eye for an eye when it's called gift giving. They call it pay it forward for a reason. And so you don't have to spend the exact same dollar amount or buy the exact same brand of whatever it is that they got for you. No, because the purpose of giving, remember, is to be remembered and it's also to be gratified. So all that etiquette or protocol even require of it, is thank you, recognition of it. That's all that's required of you. If you want to be held in a positive light in social circles, if you're working your way up the social circles, buying expensive gifts you cannot afford, folks know what you can afford because they look at your lifestyle. They'll evaluate you. And if they give you something nice, it's because they genuinely wanted you to have it. And it's not because they expected reciprocation. Exactly. And so they're going to know that you're trying to impress them when you do that. All that's required forever is a thank you. So if you open the present, and I used to write an etiquette column, so that's why I know this. If you open the present in front of them, you can verbally express your gratitude and thanks. Thank you so much. But I always add the second dimension. If you open a present away from someone, you should always send Not a text, not an email, but a handwritten thank you. And I was nervous when computers became all the rage and all this texting started to happen at the turn of the century. And I thought, what's going to happen to the power of the handwritten thank you? And you know what? It went up. I was concerned it would be diminished, but it went up. Well, think about it, Michael. When you go to the mailbox, what do you get? Coupons and bills. So... Isn't it refreshing when you get a handwritten note? Oh, yeah. So that is why people give because they want to be recognized. They want to be remembered and they want to be gratified for that. They, you know, if it was about whatever you bought them, then they'd go out and buy it for themselves. Likely they can afford it. So it's not about that. So we have to set aside our. Uh, self-esteem and our lack of worth issues. And we have to be gracious recipients. Now, this is the other half of the coin. Being a gracious recipient means that when someone gives you something, even if it's Aunt Gertie's ugly sweater, you are still grateful. You say thankful. You try to create outcomes that would possibly enhance their desire give you that. So if Aunt Gertie knitted you this sweater, you know, you say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I can wear that when it's cold, when I go walk the dog, or I can wear it to, I have a special event. I can wear it here. I could wear it there, you know, and now she feels special. She feels valued for her contribution, even though you're probably not going to use it other than when she's around. That's okay. You know, Um, it doesn't matter. You know, And then uh, you send a handwritten thank you after you tell her that. You want to go one step further? You want to cement a relationship forever? After the fact, after you've used whatever it is, if it's a service or a product that goes away, that's consumable, send them another note. Or if it's an item that they got you or knitted you, like this sweater, take a picture of you wearing it. Take a picture of it in action, um, and it, when you wear it at a special event or you use it, and then let them know again through another handwritten note how awesome it was that you saved that they saved your party because you didn't ever th- you ne- you never had that kitchen widget before, and out of the craziest blue. All of a sudden, you needed this particular, whatchamacallit, kitchen widget to be able to save the day to create the most amazing brunch for all your friends that you were trying to impress to get accepted into some club. Now, that is a way to cement something for a lifetime from one gift. And you've got to be good and a gracious recipient. And you've got to receive, regardless of if you think it's too expensive or if you don't like it. Shut up. Say thank you and be over it and then add value later on. The only exception to this rule is if somebody is stalking you or if you are are not recipient of someone's affections uh, because, you know, people always want to, oh, I just don't want to hurt his feelings or I don't want to, you know, you know, I don't want to make her crazy or whatever that I'm not interested in her. And so I just want to let her down easy. No, there's nothing easy about breaking up. So give it up about expressing disinterest or breaking up with someone. You know, the proper role of etiquette is just to say, look, thank you, but my life is going in a different direction. You don't have to give a reason why, like I can't stand your bad breath or you're smelly or you don't bathe enough or I don't like all of the F-bombs you throw, that's not necessary. All you have to say is thank you and I've appreciated our time together and I'm going in a different direction. And it sets the expectation up that you're not interested because you don't want to create a stalker situation, you know, by trying to let somebody down easy. It doesn't work and it can have very detrimental side effects. So that's the only a- a time you would want to rebuff a gift is if it was given with the intent of, That it was an affectionate gift. So you want to say no to that. Now, uh, so here going forward, how do we plan then for all of these holidays and events? Well, we need to create a, a savings and spending tracker. And especially for holidays. So think about all the holidays. Okay, so you got Mother's Day, you got to buy mom flowers or take her out. You got Father's Day, he's going to want another fishing item, or you've got you know birthdays, you've got quinceañeras, you've got bar and bat mitzvahs, you've got all of these little things that you can save for over time. You know, coming of age parties. All of these things don't happen right when the kid's born, so you got plenty of time to ramp up for it. And, and so we want to create a, a, a savings tracker for our holiday spending. Determine in advance when you're not emotionally engaged in the situation, when the holiday's not breathing down your neck in the next two weeks, and you want to be able to um, figure out how much it is and, and appropriately um, create a, a plan to get there. So if you want to spend $100 on somebody and you have a year to do it, that's 30 cents a day. You can manage 30 cents a day, can't you? Of course you can. And, and you can manage to get that into your regular savings and spending plan seamlessly when we do it this way. And here's my card-up philosophy, and this, this dovetails off of the rules of etiquette. So when you think about good money management and you think about where it is you want to be with um, your gift-giving and you want to recognize and commemorate somebody, and and you want to go to their party or their event but you just can't afford a gift. Start with a card. Start with a card. You can get a fancy card with fuzzy things, bells, googly eyes, all sorts of stuff for $5. And your presence is going to be their quote present. And they want you to be a part of the event. They want you to come watch them graduate or come see their dance recital or watch them sing at some awards dinner. That's what they want is they want you there. And the commemoration is just bonus. And so start with a card and then determine if the gift-giving event that merits more than that. And then only when it meets with your expectations, you should probably review your dreams with deadlines and look at what your goals are first before you even consider this, because then we won't get carried away wanting to get something more expensive than what we can realistically afford. And that's it for this week's key, Um, for this week's... um, Uh, key statement, key affirmation and key action item, visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com and click on the this week's key tab and for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies and members only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow I'm Heather Wagonhals, now go out and unlock your wealth today
0: UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhall from the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches financial wellness series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.